0: Hello, and thank you for tuning in to the FI Mastery Podcast, where our focus is on providing tools, resources, and insights that empower driven individuals to become the masters of their own financial independence journey. My name is Peter Donisanu and today we're going to talk about how to profit from the recent market sell-off. Now it's essential to note here that we're not talking about complicated derivative strategies or taking risky investment bets. Instead what we'll discuss today is how to use the tax code to your advantage when the markets are going against your portfolio. And you can accomplish this through the process of tax loss harvesting. That's why in today's episode we'll cover the ins and outs of tax loss harvesting, how exactly it can add value to your overall investment strategy, and some common pitfalls that you'll want to avoid throughout this process so with that let's dive into today's podcast it's that time of the year again and apple picking and pumpkin patches not only usher in traditional fall routines they also signal that it's time for an annual review of potential tax losses that you can harvest from your investment portfolio and you know just as farmers come together to bring in the fall harvest before winter kicks in prudent investors should take the time to review their portfolios for opportunities to harvest tax losses this season now for some of you out there the idea of harvesting might seem counterintuitive that's because when we think of harvest we tend to think of taking gains and not losses right well while this point may be relevant in most situations, the truth is that a harvest can also happen when you act to avoid leaving money on the table. Indeed, the key to growing and preserving your wealth isn't just so much about how much you make, it's also about how much you keep. That's why just as farmers harvest their crops to reap the benefits of their sowing efforts, investors harvest losses to minimize tax expenses. And so by realizing or harvesting losses, you can offset taxable gains elsewhere in your portfolio and avoid paying Uncle Sam any more than his fair share. Now with all this said, this process isn't just about selling all your losses. Indeed, it involves making sure that you're harvesting losses in the right accounts, being methodical in your approach, and avoiding common and costly pitfalls that could derail all of your tax savings efforts. All right, so now that you understand that tax loss harvesting is a crucial component of your journey to financial independence, let's talk a little more about what exactly tax loss harvesting is. Now at its core, tax loss harvesting is a sophisticated financial maneuver that allows you to turn the tables on your Investment losses. Now, you can think of it as a silver lining to the occasional cloud of a poor performance in your investment portfolio. That's because instead of merely accepting an investment loss when market volatility picks up, you can use it to your advantage. How so? Well, imagine for a moment that you've invested in a promising growth sector in the market, but because of some macro or micro concerns, the value of your investment has declined. Now, while being in this position is undoubtedly disappointing, tax loss harvesting allows you to sell that investment and realize or harvest that loss. Now, this strategy, shines because you can use the loss from the sale to offset capital gains from other investments. And remember, there's no free lunch in the world of investments. So then the profit you make when you sell an investment for more than what you paid, which is called a capital gain, comes with a tax liability. So then by offsetting these gains with your harvested losses, you can effectively manage and potentially reduce the amount of taxes you owe to the IRS. So far, so good, right? Well, the good news doesn't stop there. You see, the added benefit here is that for someone in a high tax bracket, like many of you tech professionals and business owners out there, this strategy can be especially beneficial because the money you save on taxes can be reinvested, allowing your wealth to compound more efficiently over time. At the same time, if your harvested losses exceed your capital gains in a given year, you can typically use some of your excess losses to reduce your ordinary taxable income. And if you've still got losses remaining after that, well, you can carry it forward to offset future gains in future years. All right, now as we dive deeper into the topic of tax loss harvesting, it's crucial to clear up some of the common misconceptions about the strategy. Now, to start, it's essential to note here that tax loss harvesting isn't a luxury reserved only for the ultra-wealthy. In fact, while it might seem like a strategy that's tailored to those with the biggest portfolios, the truth is that you can harness its benefits to manage your tax liabilities. Even if your, your investments are more modest than a typical billionaire. Another misconception to consider here is the belief that tax loss harvesting offers a permanent tax reduction. Now, while this process can indeed offset your capital gains in the current year, this approach is more about deferring taxes due to a future future date in other words you can think of it as a strategic pause that gives you more control over when you'll face certain tax implications and finally there's more to this process than simply the benefit of its tax savings power indeed beyond the tax benefits that you'll get tax lost harvesting is a gateway to portfolio rebalancing and this approach is crucial to your investment strategy because by offloading certain assets you're not just optimizing for tax you're also creating an opportunity to realign your investments with your long-term goals and vision and so the takeaway here is to not into the trap of thinking that tax loss harvesting is this one-time strategy or something to be pulled out of the toolbox only during a turbulent market year. You know, at the end of the day, tax loss harvesting is a dynamic approach that can be woven into your annual financial rituals, allowing you to consistently manage and potentially reduce future tax liabilities year after year. Indeed, when you boil it down to its core, tax loss harvesting is about making the best out of a less than ideal situation. And even when the market doesn't move in your favor in a given year, you still have this proactive strategy in place to mitigate the impacts of a market pullback. All right, so now that we've discussed what tax loss harvesting is and isn't, let's take a few minutes and walk through why you should specifically think about implementing this approach in your portfolio. Now, as someone who's achieved significant financial success over the years, you've likely become no stranger to the hefty tax liabilities that often accomplish many of your significant capital gains. In fact, as your earnings have grown over the years, you've likely looked at your tax bill with resentment and scorn as the government seems to keep an ever-growing share of your hard-earned wealth. And so if this is you, then tax loss harvesting may be your secret weapon here. Indeed, by strategically selling off those investments that haven't performed as expected throughout the year, you can use those losses to offset the gains from other thriving assets in your investment portfolio. Another thing to consider here is that in a situation where your losses surpass your gains, you have the added advantage of offsetting up to $3,000 of ordinary income. Now, this might not seem like much, but every cent counts when it comes to minimizing taxes. Now, what's more crucial here, however, is that this approach offers you flexibility during tax season and could position you in a more favorable tax bracket, ensuring you're not paying uncle's them any more than his fair share. Now, another benefit to consider here is that beyond the immediate tax season, tax loss harvesting is your ally for long-term financial prosperity. And how's this so? Well, the ability to carry forward losses means that you're equipped with a tool to mitigate potential tax impacts in the years ahead. Sounds great, right? Well, there's another layer to this strategy that you may also want to consider. For example, when you decide to offload those underperforming assets, you're not just cutting losses. Indeed, what you're doing here is freeing up capital that can be reinvested in opportunities that better align with the current market conditions and your financial goals. And finally, when it comes to reasons for why you may want to consider this approach, you can think of it as a reset button to your overall investment strategy. And what are we talking about here? Well, think about it for a minute. In your own journey to professional success, you've likely faced challenges and setbacks that have forced you to stop what you're doing and evaluate the choices that you're making in life. In a similar way, the process of tax loss harvesting offers you a fresh perspective on setbacks in your portfolio. Indeed, instead of viewing them as mere losses, you can now see them as strategic levers that can be pulled to optimize your financial outcomes. And so knowing that you can use these losses from an investment or from a trade that has moved against you might be the salve you need to move on from a position that has never been a good fit in your portfolio to begin with. You know, this approach doesn't just give you peace of mind, it empowers you. It ensures that even when the market throws you a curveball, that you have a well-thought-out strategy in place that allows you to turn potential challenges into tangible opportunities. In essence, tax loss harvesting isn't just a financial tool, it's a mindset, or it's a way for you to continuously adapt, innovate, and thrive in an ever-evolving financial market around you. All right, so now that we've talked about tax loss harvesting and how you might actually benefit from this approach in your investment portfolio, let's talk through how you can actually go about the process and cover some of the pitfalls to avoid along the way. All right, so where do you start? Well, the initial step in the strategy is like debugging code in a piece of software that you're writing. But here in our situation, the work involves scanning of your portfolio and not for bugs, but for investments that have fallen in value. Now, it's essential to remember here that this process isn't about laying labeling certain investments as a failure instead this approach is about recognizing the inherent volatility of the market and using it to your advantage here again by identifying assets that have fallen in value what you're doing is not admitting defeat but rather you're positioning yourself to leverage these declines for future potential tax benefits any just like a savvy software engineer might use a software glitch as a learning opportunity tax loss harvesting allows you to use market downturns as a chance to optimize your tax situation so then as you review your portfolio remember that spotting the decline isn't about dwelling on what went wrong, it's about forward-looking thinking, about understanding that in the markets, challenges can be turned into opportunities. All right, so now that you've spotted positions in your portfolio that have declined in value, the next move here isn't to lament or second-guess your choices. Instead, it's to take action. It's about cashing in on that downturn. Now, as you cash in on this process, there are a few technical definitions that you'll want to keep in mind. To start, you'll want to take a loss on a position that has fallen in value relative to its cost basis. And so what is cost? Cost basis? Well, simply put, cost basis refers to how much an asset was worth when you legally received it. This could be the value when your restricted stock vested, when you exercised your stock options, or when you initially purchased a security in your brokerage account. Now, another term you'll likely want to get familiar with is understanding the difference between short term and long term capital losses in your portfolio. And what are we talking about here? Well, when you sell an asset that you've held for one year or less and you get less than what you paid for it, you incur a short term capital loss. And so to calculate this value, what you do is simply subtract the sales price of this asset from its purchase price or your cost basis. And if the result here is negative, then that's your short term capital loss. Now, on the other hand, if you sell an asset that you've held for more than a year and the sales price is less than your cost basis or your purchase price, then you have what's called a long-term capital loss. And so then by selling these assets, whether you have a short-term capital loss or long-term capital loss, what you're doing here is taking the proactive step to actually realize that loss. And here again, in financial talk, the term to realize a loss means to officially acknowledge it for tax purposes. And so by selling and realizing the loss, what you're doing is essentially turning a paper loss into a tangible tax benefit. Indeed, it's a way to harness the market's inherent volatility, here again, transforming potential setbacks into strategic opportunities. All right, so you've identified a loss in your portfolio. You've taken or realized a short-term or long-term capital loss. So you've harvested your tax loss. You're all set, right? Well, not so fast. Now, after you've made the decision to sell and realize your losses, it's crucial to remember that the cash now sitting in your account isn't just meant to sit there and gather dust until the markets turn around. And why is that? Well, that cash is your ticket to staying in the game. How so? Well, imagine here for a moment that you're at a farmer's market and there before you are two fruit baskets. Now, one basket contains the apples you bought recently at a higher price, but due to unforeseen circumstances, maybe it was a sudden influx of apples into the market, the value of your apples now has... Fallen. And what about that second basket? Well, for now, the other basket is empty, but it represents the potential for new investment opportunities. So to continue on with our example here, let's say that a vendor at the local farmer's market offers to buy your apples, but offers you a lower price than you'd initially paid. Now here you realize that if you sell now, you'll be realizing a loss. But here's the twist. Right next to this guy who wants to buy your apples is another vendor selling oranges at a rather attractive price. And you believe that demand for oranges will soon rise in the future. So what do you do? Well, you decide to sell your apples and take your loss. With that said, however, instead of walking away with your cash, you immediately buy the oranges and put them in the second basket with the money you just received from the apple sale. You still following along? All right. So ultimately what you've done here is swap apples for oranges, but more specifically what you're doing is redeploying your capital at a given price level. And so what happens next? Well, let's assume here that a week later you return to the market and you find that demand for oranges has indeed skyrocketed. So then you can either hold on to your gains or sell your oranges at a profit, that not only cover your loss from your apples, but also provides you with an additional gain. Either way, the key takeaway here is that you didn't lock in a loss when you sold those apples. Instead, what you did was decided to strategically redeploy your capital. And you know, the truth is that you likely won't be able to make up your investment losses in a week. However, by focusing on the price level at which you redeployed, rather than focusing on the losses that you incurred, what you're doing is you're repositioning yourself for future potential gains. Now, amidst all this talk about repositioning, there are some regulations that that you'll want to keep in mind as you consider tax loss harvesting more specifically what we're talking about here is the IRS's wash sale rule and what is the wash sale rule well let's say that you just offloaded a stock that hasn't been performing so well now if this was some sort of software glitch you'd patch it over and move right on right well when it comes to investing if you rush to buy a stock that's substantially identical to the one you just sold either 30 days before or 30 days after the sale then you're potentially running up against a wash sale rule and why is this rule here in the first place well the IRS and it's Bid to ensure a fair playing field, set up this rule to prevent investors from gaming the system. Essentially, it stops you from selling a stock to claim a tax loss, only to immediately buy it back in anticipation of a rebound. And so why does this matter to you? Well, understanding the nuances of this rule is crucial to effectively leveraging tax loss harvesting. You see, it's not just about recognizing a loss, it's about strategically navigating the aftermath of that decision. In fact, if you run afoul of the wash sale rule, then all those losses that you've meticulously cashed in on could be considered worthless, leaving your harvest a fruitless one. So then what can you do to avoid running afoul of the wash sale rule? Well, the first thing that you could do after selling a security at a loss is to wait 31 days before repurchasing that same security. This will ensure that you're outside of that 30-day window that the IRS monitors for wash sales. And if you don't plan on repurchasing that same investment, or if you're eager to reinvest the proceeds from the sale immediately, then consider investing in a different security that isn't what's considered substantially identical to the one you sold. And what are we talking about here? Well, if you sold a company's in one sector you may consider another company within a completely different sector or investing in a broad-based index fund this way you're still putting your money to work but without violating that wash sale rule and the last thing to consider here is that you'll likely want to be cautious about automatic investment plans like employee stock purchase plans and dividend reinvestment plans during this period that's because if these plans purchase a substantially identical security within the 30-day window it could inadvertently trigger the wash sale rule that's why it might be wise to temporarily halt these automatic purchases, or ensure they're directed towards different securities as you go about tax loss harvesting this season. Now, as the leaves turn color and the crispness of fall reminds us of nature's ever-changing cycles, it's essential to remember that seasons aren't the only things that undergo perpetual change. Indeed, the markets, much like your chosen profession, is in a constant state of flux. But now with change comes opportunity. And just as a farmer meticulously tends to their crop awaiting the right moment to harvest, you too have the power to harness the fluctuations in your investment portfolio. Remember, tax loss harvesting isn't merely a financial maneuver, but rather it's about recognizing that in every downturn, there's a hidden path to growth. So then as you stand at the beginning of another seasonal change, remember that the essence of prudent money management isn't just about the gains you'll make, but also about ensuring that with every decision you make, when the markets twists and turn, you're always one step closer to becoming the master of your own financial independence journey. Well, that's it for now. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the Five Mastery Podcast. To learn more about today's topic, you can visit the episodes page at FiveMastery.com. And if you can find one person in your life who would find today's message helpful in getting their financial house in order, please share this episode with them. But until next time, I'm Peter Donisanu, wishing you and yours abundant health and prosperity. The Five Mastery Podcast is brought to you by Franklin Madison Advisors Inc. Franklin Madison Advisors is a registered investment advisor firm with its registration and principal place of business in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Registration of an investment advisor does not imply a certain level of skill or training. This commentary and forecast limited to the dissemination of general information pertaining to Franklin Madison Advisors investment advisory services and general economic and market conditions and are subject to change without notice. The information shared today is not intended to be personal, legal, investment, or tax advice, or a solicitation to buy or sell any security or engage in a particular investment strategy. For additional information about Franklin Madison Advisors, including fees and services, please contact Franklin Madison Advisors or refer to the Investment Advisor Public Disclosure.